This podcast is brought to you by Introduction to Democracy Studies, an undergraduate course at the Department of International Relations, Universitas Gajah Mada. Hello everyone, welcome to the Democratic Country Report podcast. I'm Stefan and I'm accompanied by Gene and Nata as the host of this podcast. Hi, I'm Gene. Hi, and I'm Nata. So in today's podcast, we're going to talk about political representation in several different countries. It is a very interesting topic that we think is worth knowing more about. So we hope you guys can gain some insights after listening to this podcast. Yes, indeed. As we all know, representation is one of the key ingredients in a well-functioning democratic society for democracy itself means inclusively acknowledging wider citizens' aspiration. However, we can still see challenges in many countries to equally represent all members and groups of people in the country. Okay, now each host will be covering the reports of two countries from different parts of the world to get a bit more broad grasp on how countries are faring in terms of their political representation in this current day and age. The countries that will be mentioned and discussed here are Slovenia, India, Costa Rica, Belgium, Switzerland, and Ghana. To start, we will briefly talk about the individual country's performance and system in regards to representation. We will start off with Slovenia. So, Slovenia is a very stable democratic country with a great representation performance. The country used the proportionality representation in voting their representation. In the parliament, in the parliament too. So what makes the country's representative performance great is that the safe seats in the parliament for the minority groups of the country are available and the minority groups of the country are Italian, the Italian and the Hungarian speaking country communities. For India, its representation is quite well in its performance, as India is also a quite stable democracy. It has a strong multi-party system, and citizens have an array of choices to vote from. The elections are also most of the time peaceful and conducted well. The constitution of the country also ensures that India is a secular state where people from different religions and ethnicity could live together. The representation for women is also increasing in recent years, with more than 100 women in parliament. This is actually a record for India. So, enough about India, how about in Costa Rica and Belgium? Well, first I'm going to talk about the condition in Costa Rica. Costa Rica has a stable democratic government with a good representation system. By proportional representation, the members of the Legislative Assembly are elected from each of seven provinces in the country. Freedom of expression and association seem to be resilient as the people's political choices are free from nomination by unelected elites and other undemocratic powers. In addition, freedom of assembly is constitutionally guaranteed and in practice, the right is widely upheld. Uh, frequent protests and demonstrations without government intervention are organized by a number of organizations, including LGBTQ plus communities and environmental organizations. Whilst for Belgium, the people's political representation is fairly high according to several democracy index measurements, 
each deputy and senator uh, represents a certain language community and a regional affiliation. In general, the political decision of the people to vote is free from undue intervention. And minority groups members are free to engage in national and subnational politics. And women also enjoy full voting rights as well. I feel like it's clear that the involvement of women in office has a significant impact, or at least from my research, on the setting of political agendas by giving higher priority to issues uh, that interest or affect women in particular. For example, uh, it includes regulation on prevention and elimination of domestic abuse, an initiative aimed at increasing the representation of women in other aspects of society, and also policies aimed at encouraging women to balance work and family life. So that's it for Costa Rica and Belgium. What about Switzerland and Ghana, Guinea? So to start off, for Switzerland, the country's representation performance is quite remarkable and it is ranked among the highest democracies in the world with its direct democracy system. With direct democracy, the people are able to influence and have a say in the government. They, the voters, are allowed to vote for the national councils and the council of states. And in addition, they can also have a direct say in the constitution and the federal legislation. While for Ghana, the country representation performance is also quite relatively well-functioning. With its civil rights being protected by the constitution, the people are able to participate through electing officials in generally free, peaceful, and fair elections, and there's also a peaceful transfer of power between the two major parties. And other than that, the laws in, the laws in Ghana also ensure that the people are entitled to equal political participation despite the country's various cultural, religious, and ethnic minorities. Wow, I guess we can all agree and see that there's a very interesting and diverse performance that we can see um, from each country. The countries that perform quite well in representation um, and mostly are, well uh, are mostly well-functioning democratic states. However, um, I do feel like these countries are not exactly perfect either, so they still face challenges in regards to representation. So how about we proceed to talk about the challenges for individual countries? Um, let's start from Switzerland. Thank you, Nata. That, was, that is very true. These countries still face many challenges. For Switzerland itself, there is an increased risk for polarization where public referendums can be exploited by populists to spread their stances and there are also experiences where these referendums can lead to controversial political decisions. An example is the 2014 referendum to restrict the number of EU immigrants to Switzerland. Thus, rather than facilitating the people's right, direct democracy facilitates the rights of an interest group that is financially powerful to control the propaganda. An example is the increased suspicion on immigrants and minority groups from foreign nationals that accounts for 25% of the country's population. Oftentimes, they're also subject to discrimination and they don't have their interests represented in the government. Thus, representation in Switzerland needs to be continuously developed to facilitate all range of people in the country. While for Ghana, the major challenge for the country is that discrimination to women and minority groups such as LGBT, 
um, makes them not to be well represented. For women, despite of having equal rights under the law, and there's a formal acknowledgement of women's political participation, they only hold a small portion of leadership positions. And in 2016, they only account for 37 out of 275 seats in the parliamentary. While for minority groups such as LGBT, they face the same discrimination. And since sexual activity remains criminalized under the Criminal Offense Act 1960. However, these laws are inconsistent with the basic tenets of the Ghana Constitution, which guarantees equality before the law, respect for human dignity, and the right to privacy. Other than that, this law also violates several human rights treaties that Ghana has ratified. Enough for Switzerland and Ghana. How about in Slovakia and India? I hear something is going on in India. Thank you, Genet. Yes, indeed. But we will start off with Slovakia. So, Slovakia is uh, actually it's a homogeneous country in which there are no major problems regarding its needs to represent a vast amount of different groups. However, there are still many discriminations and cases where minorities are not recognized. For example, the LGBTQ plus community are not represented enough. And even more, there are numbers of cases of discrimination towards the community. Other than that, a concerning challenge in the country is that the constitution of Slovakia only recognizes Hungarians and Italians as the autochthonous ethnic groups and grant them protection in the fields of minority language, education, representative at national level and others. This leads to the underrepresentation of other minority groups that live in the country, such as Roma Serbs, Croats, Bosnias, uh, Muslims, Albanians, and many more. Discriminations and prejudices towards these people are increasing with a high level of politicians and other public figures are propagating intolerance. There were cases of minority groups being affected from a part of the country and even from the country. So going to India, so well for India, unfortunately, representation is growingly problematic. In the lower house of the parliament, there is a lack of representation of the minority religious group, which is the Muslims, even though the Muslims population is 13 percent of India's populations. Even in the party that currently has the majority seats in the parliament do not have any any representations from the Muslim community. India's constitutions wrote on the need of proportional representation in which each state receives seats in proportion with its population and allocates seats to its constituencies of roughly equal size. However, the political class of India is chronically unwilling to relocate the parliamentary seats even though there are changes in the country's demographics which lead which led to severe malapportionment. This malapportionment made inequality the representative made inequality of the representative of each state. The inequality and lack of representation of the minority groups in the country is said to have led to a new controversial law, which is the 2019 Citizenship Amendment Bill. For woman representation, even though there is an improvement in increasing women in the parliament, 
women still experience difficulties in participating in politics and unfortunately sexual harassment and rape are still going on in a quite big number yes that is uh, some quite new news from Slovakia and India and how about from Costa Rica and Belgium well first in Costa Rica's case while labor union are free to organize and stage regular demonstration and strikes with very limited uh, limited government intervention the legislation requires uh, a union to be founded by at least 12 workers which can adversely affect the rights of the union and small businesses furthermore in 2015 a constitutional amendment was passed by the legislature calling costa rica a multi-ethnic and uh, plurinational. However, politicians have traditionally not prioritized indigenous rights and there are no indigenous members in the legislature. In Belgium, um, although ethnic minorities are now entitled to vote at the local level and local representation is growing steadily, there is still room for improvement. At the national level and in the state parliaments, with the exception of the Brussels Regional Parliament, ethnic minorities remain underrepresented. Furthermore, it seems that it's difficult for ethnic minorities to obtain government decision. The shortage of ethnic minorities in political parties is quite striking. Distinct attempts to include ethnic minorities are hardly made by any party, um, at least from my observation. So this is quite problematic for the complete political empowerment of each minorities since they can structurally embed their issues in all the main tasks performed in political parties only through their involvement and active engagement in political party itself such as bringing forward people who were ready to occupy a political mandate and uh, to represent people's interests. However, ethnic representatives often shy away from taking up the role of group representatives because they fear that their political career would be adversely affected if they do so. So yeah, those are the discussions from each country, the plus and the minus of a representation in each country. And thus, after the discussion, we can see briefly that the European countries are the ones that are more representative, despite some of their likeness. We also can see that there are certain patterns of challenges that can be seen in these countries, such as discrimination towards women and minority groups that causing them to not be well represented in the government. For the minority groups, the groups varied across countries and they ranged from LGBTQ community, indigenous people, religious minorities, foreign nationals, and also ethnic minorities. Thus, this also raised the question of who should be represented in the government. Should it be just the section of the country, only certain groups, or should it be based on social classes? Well, what are your thoughts on it, Gene? Well, in my opinion, I think the answer to this question is definitely every citizen in the country needs to have the rights to be fairly represented in the government. And the government needs to also reflect the diversity of the constituency they represent. In a democratic country, it doesn't always mean majority rule, despite of it being the universal system used in a democratic system of elections. 
democracy should also mean that the minority groups, regardless of their race, gender, ethnicity, religion, and belief, should also have a voice in the government and be equally represented. However, this will be a big and difficult task to implement for countries, and it could not happen overnight, for it takes process and time. Ah, I see. I agree with all your statements. I feel like this also raises the question of why representation matters in a democracy, don't you think? Yes, I think it does. Well, in my opinion, representation, especially diversity representation, really matters. It matters very much as it improves our democracy. Candidates from groups that are ethnically, culturally, and linguistically diverse as well as women and people that are part of the LGBTQ plus community tend to be pigeonholed. Therefore, these minorities frequently feel dismayed to run for public office because of electoral um, tokenism to experience uh, budgetary and prejudice by both the political parties and apparatus uh, and the voters itself, uh, themselves, I mean. If there is actually um, that uh, if they actually try to do so in order for them to be heard and to be respected, they also have to work twice that, uh, as hard, if not more, you know? So regardless of one's background, in order for a nation to have a well-functioning democracy, I think it needs to be able to represent all the people. Those representatives can be the unifying force for the nation. Uh, for that to be able to happen, everyone needs to be given a fair chance, I think. So, what are your thoughts on it, Stephanie? Yes, I do agree that everyone needs to be given a fair chance. And from our discussions about representative and also examples of representative from uh, states that we just mentioned, so I think in retrospect, we can all agree that there are different performances of representation and also challenges that are faced in the representation of numbers of states. It was highlighted that there are challenges in representing the minorities and also women in the states that are discussed before. From the perceived challenges, questions also emerged on who should be represented in the government and why representation is important in democracy. Well, nevertheless, if these groups of people remain unrepresented in the political culture, the oppression and discrimination that these people receive will still persist. The cause for the lack of representation in the government could be traced back to its deep-rooted social factors or electoral structure. Thus, to end this podcast, I would like to conclude uh, our topic of representation through Rupi Kapoor's quote saying that representation is vital, otherwise the butterfly surrounded by a group of moths will be unable to see itself and will keep trying to become the moth. Thank you very much and this is your host Sefin Gene Nata from this week's podcast. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Thank you.